0: Have a look at the cell structure within the dough, okay? This indicates the pizza napoletana has been cooked perfectly. We still have that beautiful softness, little bit of crispiness, the bounce back, which is important.
1: Hi and welcome to
0: Vincenzo's, Vincenzo's Play.
1: Oh yeah, we miss Johnny Di Francesco. Today, the master of pizza is going to show us how to make pizza napoletana, napolitan pizza dough from scratch. And you're gonna learn how to make the best napolitan pizza in the world. Because this man is the world champion pizza chef. Johnny, welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you, thanks for having me on. I think he knows what he's doing because his face you look younger here, I have to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's... They made me look a bit younger.
1: It's on the flour pack.
0: So, Johnny. It's an honor. All around the world, this, um... Your this face goes, yeah. everywhere. Yep. So please, show us, friends, how to make the best pizza Let's on the planet. Let's, Let's get, get into in. it. Now, a lot of people think that it's difficult making Napolitan pizza, though, but it's actually not that hard if you follow the correct fundamentals. So, really simple. This recipe is 600 mils of water, one kilo of flour, 30 grams of salt, and around about one to two grams of yeast. So what do we do first? We start off with the water. Very important, we always start off with the water. We then add the salt. Add the salt. And at this point, what we do is we need to dissolve. Now, really important and something that we don't want to do is contaminate the yeast with the salt. So what we do is we separate it. And the way we do that is by adding at least 10% of the flour into the bowl. So what we're doing is frankly just diluting. It's quite simple, right? So what we do is we open up the flour pack and what we do is we add around about 10%. Now, a lot of people say, oh, how am I gonna measure 10%? Well, you can actually either weigh it or just um, have a consistency of like, let's say a crepe or pancake mix, right? So
1: basically one packet.
0: Yeah, one packet. One Pack exactly.
1: So if you put more than 10%, it's still okay? It's
0: still okay, yeah. Not a big deal. So around about this, we get it to this consistency. We then get the yeast, as we can see, oh. very little yeast. Oh, wow. And what we do is we place the yeast directly into the mix. The fresh yeast? Fresh yeast, yep. Yeah. So wow. this will dissolve in a matter of seconds. There we go. All gone. A lot of people, what they do is they dilute the yeast in water. We don't need to do that. Just drop it straight into the mix, right? We want to retain as much strength of that yeast as possible. So
1: creamy.
0: Yes, there we go. We have a nice cream paste there. Now, once we've achieved this, what we then do is we'll proceed to add the remaining of the flour. Now, only a little bit at a time, okay? Because you want the flour to absorb all that water. So a little bit at a time, we add, we keep mixing. I'm trying to keep my bowl really clean along the, uh, the perimeter. So that way I don't have any flour stuck there or any unused flour. We don't we want to use up all of it. So always mixing along the sides and just folding into the dough.
1: So for people at home who want to use a stand mixer, do you recommend it?
0: Yeah, so if you want to use a mixer at home, really simple, right? What I always tell people is start off the whole process in the mixer. Like if you've got one of those, uh, I don't know, like a KitchenAid or a Smeg mix or something, right? Start it off in the uh, mixer. But then what I normally do is once it's combined, I then turn it onto a bench and I like finishing it off uh, by hand. Only using one hand. We don't want to use two hands at the moment. I'm going to show you I'm going to actually turn this onto the bench so then I can get some real pressure into it with two hands. Okay now as we can see the dough has formed which is great because what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn this onto the table and this is where the work begins. So what we want to do is now with two of our hands We're mixing always into the flour. As you can see, I'm pushing in and then I'm turning over. Now there's a few different ways that you can mix uh, the dough, okay? This is one way, so two hands just turning. Okay, so we're just aerating and turning that dough. The other way is we can also push down and then when it comes to a nice long piece, I then turn over again. as you can see i'm picking up all the flour off the bench and i won't add any more flour until i see that all the flour on the bench has been absorbed you know vincenzo we allow our dough to rise for at least 24 hours so johnny you know you you said you only use
1: four simple ingredients and you Mm -hmm. know it is simple but what's the most important ingredient in
0: in the recipe look all the ingredients are important but you do need to ensure that you are using the right flour to make Napolitan Neapolitan pizza. This is very, very important because if you're not using, and as you can see on the packet, it says tipo 00. There's a lot of flours out there that have tipo 00 or type 00. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's good to make pizza with. Okay. It's the W rating in the flour that's extremely important. Now, people say, what's the W rating? Well, W rating is the protein, uh, and gluten content that is in the flour, okay? Right. Very important because they can range anywhere from 100 to 400. Mm. To make a Nepolitan pizza, you need a W rating between 280 and 330. Right. Extremely important, okay? Have a look at this dough. Look how it's coming out. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Now, how do we know when the dough is ready? Couple of different ways. We can either make our dough into a nice ball We press down, if it pops back up, that generally tells you that the dough is ready. Although, the best way to tell whether the dough is ready or not is by getting a thermometer, placing it into the core of the dough, and if you're between 23 and 26 degrees, you're ready to set aside. This is what I'm talking about when you actually know that your dough is correct. Sorry, Vincenzo, I'm right. And now what we need to do is we need to place our dough um, aside to rest. But what we need to do is cover it with a damp cloth because it's really important that we keep the dough hydrated. If I leave it uncovered, what will happen? It will form a skin over the top. We want to keep it hydrated, so we're going to cover it with a damp cloth okay after two hours of allowing the dough to rest on the bench we then come back to it, and what we do is we make our dough portions now remember guys it's extremely important to allow your dough to rest for at least two hours before you go off and cut your dough into dough portions okay so we've now kept it for two hours we're going to now proceed to making our dough balls now there's a couple of things that you can do okay so first what you can do is you can place them into a tightly sealed container and let them rest um, uh, overnight in an ambient temperature. I prefer that. I prefer not using refrigeration. Um, it's really important that if you get that um, technique perfect, you're going to make always the best pizza that you've ever had. Now, if you do want to use refrigeration, here's a bit of a tip. When you've got them put into your sealed container, your tightly sealed container in dough portions, what you need to do is you need to allow the dough to rise nearly double in size. So you will then place that into the fridge. The reason why we do that is the yeast becomes dormant. Okay, but what doesn't stop is the maturity of the dough, which is extremely important. Now. We can't put an undeveloped dough in the fridge because your dough will continue to mature, but it will not rise correctly, okay? So if you keep it out into an ambient temperature, just bear in mind at a temperature of anywhere between 16 and 18 degrees. You'll have a perfect rise uh, time over 24 hours, but you'll also have the yeast work extremely well and your dough will also mature at the same time. This is the secret. You need those two processes to work at the same time. I've also got a little tip and trick for those of you who have never made dough ball before, I'm gonna show you how you can learn on the spot. So normally what we do is we make our dough balls anywhere between 220 and 250 grams to make Neapolitan pizza. Okay, couple of different ways on how to make a dough ball, right? So first one, you know, traditionally you see lot of bakers pizza makers they round the ball on the bench like this and we have a dough ball another technique and this is a technique that I've been using since I was a kid one hand guides the other folds so always using our three fingers one hand guides and I fold into the other three fingers like that now once you can see a nice smooth surface coming over the top and coming up through your thumbs what we do then is we place our hand like you've got an ice cream cone or a cone in your hand and we rub together we then close the bottom and we have another dough ball now a third technique that you can use is this we place the uh, the dough in in our hand and we turn and we come up through our thumb and our fingers we crimp there and we make another dough ball. Now, most of you have probably seen that technique done whilst people are making buffalo mozzarella. So if you've ever seen that done, that's the way they make buffalo mozzarella, but it's also a good trick and tip that you can make dough balls with. Okay, now the tip and trick for those of you who've never made a pizza ball, really simple. What you do is you cut your dough into a portion and you keep it in front of you. And what you do is the part closest to your body you fold away. So I pick it up and I fold away. What I then do is I turn the folded part and it faces the ceiling. And th- again, the part close to my body, I pick that up, I fold over again. We then repeat this about four or five times, always with the seam facing the ceiling. Again, fold over and again. And one more time, fold over. At this point, once I fold it right over, keeping a nice smooth surface there, what I do is with my thumb and my fingers, I push down on either end, I pick it up, I tuck under, turn it upside down, crimp the bottom, and guess what? We have another dough ball. Oh
1: my god, it looks like a burrata.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after 24 hours, the result is a nicely risen dough, okay? Now, if it's made correctly, you'll have a nice bounce in the dough, very very the structure is very very uh well uh maintained and from here what we do is we need to go and stretch our pizza to make our pizza napoletana put a little bit of flour on the bench so it doesn't stick guys so first step we start an inch in from the bottom and we work our way to an inch from the top so using our fingers an inch in we press down and we stop we then place our dough ball the opposite way an inch in again we press down and we stop again one more time an inch in from the bottom we press down and we stop so we place our hand so our right hand one inch in again not on the condition but one inch in with our other hand what we do is we crimp so with these two three fingers on the bottom these two fingers one over that finger and one over the small finger and what we're going to do is we're going to stretch Then what we do is we come over to our forearm and hold it there, hold it at your forearm and then flip back over. When you get faster, this is the technique that you will eventually end up learning how to do. The reason why I ask you to do it that way is so that it becomes a muscle memory because when you're doing it faster, what you're doing is you're actually flipping or you're flicking the dough to your forearm so by you pretty much memorizing that technique stretch over back stretch over back what happens is it becomes a natural uh movement what a privilege to be
1: here with you today oh what a privilege now we can make the best pizza johnny where are we going we're gonna go make some pizza in Yay.
0: You can see one part of the pizza's cooking now very important a lot of a lot of people make the biggest mistake is they get the pizza or they go like that the best way is from the side and also when you want to turn your pizza you always bring it out you then turn it here in front and you place it back where you're cooking never turn the pizza inside the oven because what you're doing is you're picking up any ash you want to reduce as much ash as prop as possible so keep the pizza nice and clean on the bottom. The other thing is, you can see I'm not lifting my pizza up in the air all the time, because it's really important uh, to, to have that natural cook on the base, on the top, from the flame, right? Very, very important. That's what makes a good pizza napoletana. We don't want to pick up the pizza and cook in the air on the um, next to the flame, right? Because we call that pizza bampata. Pizza La Regina. Let's eat, have a look at the cell structure within the dough, okay? This indicates the Pizza Napoletana has been cooked perfectly. We still have that beautiful softness, a little bit of crispiness, the bounce back, which is important. The dough is bouncing back, which means the pizza has been cooked correctly. Vincenzo, I'm starving. Dai, let's eat some pizza, yeah? the we need to we need to make people understand also how do we eat pizza, ah, pizza napoletana. napoletana right hello there's two ways yes one we fold the two ends and we fold that part in and we eat. pocket to our version the other way the most traditional way oh wow and we fold it in like this you, do, you need to be an engineer to do bravo
1: mmm <laughs> <laughs> mmm Mmm, very light though. Beautiful mm, flavor, the fresh mozzarella mm. takes the pizza to the next level. So thank you for watching this episode. Thanks. We will see you in the next Vincenzo's Plate pizza episode. Thank you, Johnny, thank it's been you. a pleasure. Grazie. E ora si mangia.
0: Cheers. Vincenzo's
1: Plate. Grazie, Johnny. Buon appetit. mmm. Mm.